Hi, I'm Mel, and it's just me this week, but we're still going to take you away from the play. Welcome to Women's Hockey Monday. Unfortunately, Safia was not available to record this weekend, so you were stuck listening to me. But we still had a really great episode. I spoke with Jessie Eldridge. She is a member of the PWHPA here in Montreal. She is a graduate of Colgate University, a complete all-star stud, and also a member of the national program working to crack this year's world's roster. We got into her upbringing, how she got into hockey, her time at Colgate, and you know her experience wearing that maple leaf for the first time last year at the Rivalry Series. Jessie is really just an incredible human, um, the most kind-hearted, wholesome person I've ever met, and I hope you guys really enjoy this episode and you need to get Get ready to memorize this name because she's going places. I hope you enjoy this episode with Jessie Eldridge. Welcome back, everyone. We are so excited. Another Women's Hockey Monday episode. And this week, we have a, an incredible person, a good friend of mine, Jessie Eldridge. She might be new to some of you, but Jessie, you're incredibly kind so good-hearted, and also an all-star hockey player, so people people better, like, memorize your name. So welcome to the episode, Jesse, and thank you for joining me. Unfortunately, Safia is unavailable, so you're stuck with me this week. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. We'll start with the simple pandemic question. Normally, I ask people how they're holding up, but that's feeling a little bit overused. So I'm going to ask you a new question. The pandemic ends tomorrow, Okay. The world is open. There's no restrictions. You could do whatever you want. Everyone's safe. What are you going to do? Well, that's, that's a good question. I, <laughs> I wish that could be reality, but I think for sure it'd be go home to see my family. I think it's been been since Christmas since I've seen them, which is the longest for me ever. Um, definitely grateful for FaceTime and yeah. technology these days for that, but it's not the same as when you're with them, making dinners together, or enjoying time in the outdoors. So that would be my first trip. <laughs> Good answer. So we'll get into some hockey stuff since it is a Women's Hockey Monday episode. Um, you were in, you had an incredible career at Colgate. I, I Googled you last night. <laughs> um, but I want to start like early on. Um, how did you get into hockey and, and talk about a little bit like your youth hockey days? Yeah, well, I have an older brother. He's two years older than me, and I really looked up to him, still do to this day, but wanted to do everything he did. And so when we went to the rink to watch his game, I was really into it. I wasn't the, the sibling that was running around in the background playing tag. I really wanted to sit down and actually watch his games. 
and I fell in love with the game that way and paid attention. It was funny. There'd be a penalty and all the moms would look at me and be like, Jess, what was that call? <laughs> I'd be on top of it. And so from day one, had uh, a real passion to figure out the rules of the game and how it works and wanted to be like my big brother. And I went from there. Um, and my dad was coaching him. It was really a full family affair. My mom was <laughs> involved too. She was more of a ringette player growing up, but oh, no way. she did okay. play hockey. So good skater, but you no, know, the hands I get from my dad. <laughs> That's kind of incredible that your your mom like played a little bit of hockey and ringette because um, obviously I think I read that you played with the boys starting up. I did the same. You know, there wasn't a lot of like women playing hockey. How did your mom get into like ringette and, and a little bit of hockey then? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a funny story. She uh, went to um, university at Seneca College and <laughs> she they needed te- players for the team because not there weren't enough women playing hockey. <laughs> okay. So it was like, oh, okay, you could skate, so come on in. <laughs> um, and I remember she went to one of her first games. She's not very uh, tall. I get my height from my dad or the okay. men in our family. And they said, Ash, her maiden name, you're up. But they had to jump the boards. Oh, and no. she's never done that in her life, and she couldn't, so she missed her first shift. <laughs> Scarred for life. <laughs> Scarred for life. When she's trying to stab at the puck, you know, from the <laughs> ring. <of things. laughs> so great. But no, thankfully times have changed. So yeah, um, it's not as easy to convert a ringette player when you need a, an extra player for the university team these days. <laughs> uh, it was the same at my high school. Um, I went to like a small French high school. And uh, I think me and one other girl, T-Level, I played hockey like at a kind of high level. And uh, I don't know, someone was like, one of the teachers was like, why don't you start a women's hockey team? We're like, well, there's like two of us. <laughs> We're like, but you guys are really good. So we we dressed like all our friends, like all my high school friends. We found gear, like we had to tie my friend's skates, okay? And we just stuck them out on the ice and we, we had a high school hockey team, but <laughs> we were very bad. I mean, That's awesome. you and I were really good, but we were very bad as a team. Mm. Those are usually um, the best memories, though. Oh, absolutely. Just having fun. Yeah. So um, did you – so you played with the boys starting up, and then what brought you to, like, Toronto? Because you played for the Toronto Arrows. I yeah, think, so it's actually kind of funny. I was getting a bit older, um, and my hometown in Barrie didn't have a PWHL team, yeah. which is the equivalent to junior for girls. Um so I knew if I wanted to play there, um, I was going to have to make a move, whether it was driving back and forth each day, um, mm-hmm. which I thought would be it. But I learned about the Toronto Arrows program. And through that, um, the coach was affiliated. He's a coach at a high school, Bishop Strawn, okay. and um, kind of went from there, went through a whole application process. And it happened pretty quick. Within a couple of weeks, so I thought I was staying home, playing at my hometown again to moving out completely and going to boarding school. Um, and played a year of midget there. And actually at the end of that year, Barry got a new team. Uh, okay. PWHL. Um, but I was really happy where I was. I met all my friends. I love my team and didn't really want to leave. Um, so I got to play Barry again, against Barry the next year. And their coach was actually my dad. No way. So that was Was your dad involved in like starting kind of the team there or uh, not too much in starting. Um, but he is still very much involved today. He coaches Bantam age, um, and as much as possible. 
and I'll always remember playing against him for the first time. I tripped a girl. It was a penalty, no question, <laughs> but the loudest person in that rink to make sure the ref called that penalty was my father. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Dad. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Hey, he's a good coach. You exactly. know, he was able to separate. Right? I guess so. His, his love and passion for you, for his team. Oh, we're like, everyone knew, but he just had to make sure. <laughs> How, how was it like emotionally going to boarding school and like leaving home? Was it challenging for you or, or you adapted quite well? I feel like yeah, for sure. The first year was tough. Uh, I was a kid who went to summer camp and got homesick. So okay. I didn't know how it was going to be. Uh, thankfully, every weekend we pretty much played. I, I was only less than an hour from home. So if we played Saturday, Sunday, I usually go home Saturday night. Um, okay. Or once hockey was over on the weekends, I'd go home. But the first year is definitely challenging in that transition, but I think everyone goes through it, whether it's your first year of college or first year of whenever you move out. Um, but it made my transition to university a lot smoother because I had already been living away from home for three years. So I didn't even think about it when I got to university, which mm-hmm. at that point I was almost grateful for. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I feel like I adapted quite well at university compared to like some of my freshman class uh I remember my mom told me like after like a couple weekends at college she was like Mel you doing okay I'm like yeah I'm having a great time what's wrong she's like well like x and x's mom is like telling me how much like their daughter calls every night I'm just like you haven't like talked to me are you okay (laughs) we haven't even discussed that I was like well I don't know like I'm having fun I miss you but (laughs) this is a good time exactly um I guess it's a good segue um I find it interesting why people choose like the schools they go to for for university. It is like, I think a really important choice and it's a very personal choice. Um, You know, you went to Colgate, you had a lot of success there. What, what made you go to that school? And can you tell us a little bit about like the recruitment process? Cause it's changed so much over the years. And, you know, I want to know maybe how it differed from my experience and maybe it could help some youths coming up now, like how to make that choice and, and what it looks like. For sure. And it continues to change so much. And oh, I get girls so from home. Now. <laughs> yeah, ask me about it. And I have to ask kind of what's going on before yeah. um, giving them any feedback. But uh, for me, it was it was definitely a fun process. Um, I didn't know that college hockey was really an option. Um, living in Barrie, there weren't any girls um, that were going through that ahead of me. Um, mm-hmm. So when I moved to Toronto, thankfully the Arrows had an amazing organization. They had a lot of girls go through. Mm-hmm. And I remember one girl committed. That was the first time I ever heard that. I was like, what is that? Um, is <laughs> this something the same way. I should look into? I was like, yo, um, I'm getting stuff in the mail. Like, people yeah. call me and send me emails. <laughs> I know. What are these universities? Um, but I was actually in grade 11. Um, so a bit like now they start in grade four it seems like yeah um and it was mostly me and my dad we'd get in the car and we'd go somewhere and he had so much fun with it and we'd leave and he'd be like that place is awesome I'm like dad (laughs) like I you're not going there yeah (laughs) but and then some I'd be like no like we'll never come back to this one he's like okay (laughs) on to the next type thing um so we had a lot of fun um just going around and touring and then I visited Colgate. I didn't know much about it. It was a smaller school in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And their hockey program wasn't too strong. 
um, <laughs> there at the bottom of the ECAC. Yeah, but, they weren't very good when I was there. So you came right <laughs> after me and changed it. For for a while, it was that way. Um, but I remember talking to my parents, and I was like, well, maybe that means you'll get to play right away. Yeah. Um, and I had some friends from Toronto that were there. I just liked the small campus feeling and mm-hmm. well the rest is history I guess because <laughs> yeah. it's similar size to SLU it's like what how many students are there it's under 3,000 yeah it's, it's very small you have a nice campus like aesthetically from, yeah right on the hill yeah um I guess you, what were your other options or like were you between two schools or was like so evident to you as soon as you walked on campus that you're like ah this this feels like the place for me um, I think I was kind of, it was a tough process because I didn't really know the whole magnitude of what was going on. Um, mm-hmm. I wish I had more guidance on the academic side of things. Yeah. Um, and knew what to research more, thankfully, because, it, um, of the way Colgate works, I was able to take a lot of different classes, um, uh, a little different than the Canadian universities. Um, mm-hmm. But I was looking at a couple more, more Ivy-based. Okay. Um, and I think that different big difference was academics, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you hear these big Ivy League schools, you kind of get scared. Um, my, yeah. <laughs> my best friend from home went to Cornell, and I went to visit. I'm like, oh, so how are you finding the academics or, like, life? She's like, yeah. it's a bit like going to war. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't think this is for me. <laughs> it sounds stressful. Yeah, the thing with Ivy League too is because like the the scholarship like layout is a little bit different, for sure. and that yeah. seems quite intimidating. Um, yeah, but because Colgate's a liberal arts school as well, right? So yeah, I I like that aspect of it because I had so many friends, you know, going to Canadian universities. You, like you're in grade. 12 or whatever 11 they're like hey well what do you want to do with the rest exactly. of your life and you're like what like I know going to have, and then if you want to switch through that then it's like it's starting Start from over. fresh yeah so and so the liberal arts because I was able to go and take a whole different variety mm-hmm. including dance um that was <laughs> that was the highlight you took dance oh, yeah, interpretive dance it wasn't really dance it was like more like you need to blossom from a, a seed to a beautiful tree <laughs> While like things are going on in front of you, that was great. Was that your art credit? Yeah. Um, But no, I went in there not really sure what I was going to do. I chose educational studies because Mm -hmm. I I have a passion for teaching, not necessarily in the classroom. Um, My mom's a kindergarten teacher. God bless her, but I don't think (laughs) over Zoom right now. (laughs) Yeah, I know her. It's great kindergarten on Zoom. But then kind of wanted to do something else. So I added psychological brain science to learn more about humans and how they work. Um, So that's what I left there with. And it was great. The academics are awesome. um, But it's definitely something I wish I knew more going in. Yeah, it's a tough choice. But I mean, I think it's kind of, you have to, you have to pick multiple aspects of a school right like you can't just pick it for the hockey you can't just pick it because of the academics like you have to kind of find the middle ground and, and sure. a lot of it's like people right you knew people at Colgate I knew people at SLU yeah. and like 
you know, there's some a comfort level, like going back to people, people you know, etc. But um, you make it's a journey, right? You make of it what you will, and uh, I don't know. sounds no, like you had a good time. I but, agree. And now that the recruitment process is starting so much younger, it's funny. You talk to girls in you know grade eight, grade nine. Why? Why did you choose this school? And one one answer I got, they had a really good smoothie bar. I was like, okay, (laughs) that's a good thing, but maybe not why we should choose our university. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Like, SLU just redid their rink, and, like, the locker room and, like, the athletic facilities are, like, amazing. And, I, you know, I went for the grand opening and talking to Mayor, the assistant coach. I was like, damn, this is, like, Wisco stuff now. I'm like, you need to get some good players. like, oh, I hate it. This is what the players care about these days. It's Aww. like, oh, I was good to your locker room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it is true. It's, it's a different experience out there. But um, your hockey career at Colgate was great, obviously. Um I, I found a, a beautiful trend in your stats, okay? I don't know if you've looked at them, but uh, you averaged, like, nine additional points a season, and you also wore number nine. I don't know. I thought that was beautiful. Um, <laughs> Sarah's laughing at me in the background. <laughs> but uh, essentially, you've just, like, been, like, a, a player that seems to have continued to develop over your career. Like, a lot of people kind of plateau. Maybe their freshman year was, like, you know, they're, they're getting their legs under them and then they kind of hit a point, I don't know, number and then they stick there for the next three years. Like you just kept developing. What do you attribute like that success to? Is yeah, it confidence or? Uh, I think it's definitely work ethic. Yeah. Um, going into college, um, you see, you can see the players that kind of have what we call, I don't even like this term, but natural talent, yeah. if you wish. Um, But then to kind of take that to the next level, it's what you're willing to do away from the rink. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think my first year, I just kind of relied on my talent, um, Mm -hmm. whatever it took to not do anything else. Um, And then halfway through my second year, I definitely turned the page on that. Um, And I don't know, a word that my coaches kind of always used for me was potential. Uh, And I really... I like that word because I saw more in me, but you don't want to be remembered as having potential. Um, So it's (laughs) like, how do you unlock that box? Um, And I mean, it really started with strength and conditioning. So anything off ice. Um, On the ice, I mean, you continue to develop, but having that extra set of legs, like you mentioned, was all through working pretty much off the ice. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're seeing more now in in sports in general, like is the importance of just like proper, like physical conditioning, but also like recovery is, is this whole new realm. Like you're not just like driving yourself into the ground. And I think it's also learning your body. Throughout throughout college, you kind of learn what you can and cannot do uh, on the weekends. If, if you want (laughs) to, if you want to perform, you know, some people could bounce back from, uh, a social night more than than others. <laughs> I want to. I want to. What, what's your favorite memory uh, at Colgate? It can be hockey or or not. Just yeah. What, what sticks out in your mind? Ah man, there's so many. I think uh, <clears throat> our team was really special because when we all got recruited there, our our hockey program wasn't great. <laughs> so we came in as I think we like to say like better people than hockey players. 
Okay. We were all very good hockey players, but that just made us so tight on and off the ice. And yeah. there wasn't a time where our team wasn't together, whether it was in class. I remember we had one class. I had like 11 people in our class and eight were from the hockey team. No way. Really? <laughs> like we just traveled in groups. Was um, this your like class year or just like that? No. When we Everyone. Could, yeah. So like okay. something like dance, we'd have more of us in it because it was for anyone. Um but just having that tight knit group and my junior year is when we, we won, we made it to the final national championship game and everyone was like, who are these people? And every room we walked in, it was the looks we were getting. It was like, you don't belong here. And it was awesome. We had so much fun with it. And I think that weekend leading up to the frozen four and everyone not even giving us a sniff, I mean, yeah. people don't even know what Colgate is it, or that they had a women's hockey program. Um, so being able to do that. I know. I know. Goodness. <laughs> that was mostly the jokes that were going around when that happened. Like, are you, do you like dentistry school or whatever? But I think that was definitely a highlight. And it's pretty cool to be able to bring that program to that point um, yeah. and sit back now and see their recruiting, how it's changed. Now they're getting... <laughs> good hockey players and good people but it's just yeah. like the top recruits in the country are like looking at Colgate <laughs> like before like our coach Fargo he was like begging like the the middle pack <laughs> he was like come yeah, on please <laughs> so it's been it's been really cool to be able to know that we were able to switch that program and have such a big part in it yeah seriously I mean it is incredible seeing kind of some of these programs switch like Yale also kind of mm-hmm. did like a similar thing and I think it's like an attestment to, to you don't know what players are going to become you know what I yeah, mean like for sure like obviously you're a very good player and, and so we're you know your teammates but there's a reason maybe you went to Colgate right like mm-hmm. kind of like what I went to SLU like you know I, I was like a good player I liked SLU too but like we were always like middle of the pack right yeah. and you know, when you, when you could take your program and like beat these big names, it's like, it feels so much better than if you went to like Wisco or Cornell yeah. and just like won another game. You uh-huh. know? No, I love being in that position. You just kind of like, what are you, what are you doing here? Like you don't belong. And then going out there and kind of proving it. I don't It's one of my favorite spots to be in. It's amazing. So like, you you had like personally like a lot of success at, at Colgate like you're you've have I think I read you hold or share ten records at the school like you're athlete of the year like two years in a row was was like I guess was the success of the program like heavily like shouldered on like top players or you guys had like a really good team play you know what I mean I feel mm-hmm. like some teams. They're just hard to beat, and you don't really know why. It's just because, like, everyone is playing their role so well. And then you have other teams, like when I played Kelly Babstock, which just, like, you know, somehow scored, like, 10 yeah. goals. And you're like, well, she seems like one player. How is she doing it? What yeah. was your, like, your team play, and did it evolve over your four years? Or you guys were really just, like, a style of play, which was, yeah, like, so my was- class was a class of eight, and the okay. class above was seven. Oh, so those are big classes. Yeah, yeah. so we spent three years together. Um, and I think we, our success came from the depth of our group because we had three years where we were playing with each other, practicing every single day, um, getting to know 
kind of our tendencies on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when we had that most success in kind of my junior year, um, mm-hmm. we were so good because a team, if they wanted to shadow one line, the next line would go and score. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also the way we played is <laughs> um, our coach is they're big on we play free is their okay. slogan. Um, and it's all about not really having any systems yeah. and creating this chaos. And it was this whole new thing. And I think it just worked well for our group because we went out there and we didn't think. Yeah, um, yeah. And we just played for each other. Um, I don't know. It's like funny when you like think about it. It's a recipe that if you brought to another team would probably fail. Yeah. But it was just at the right time with the right people. Um, and it worked for us so (laughs) (laughs) no it depends on the group we played similar I mean maybe Cax brought some of that when she was at Colgate but um it 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 works for for some people not others depends on the style of player how like when I see you play Jesse you're very smart on the ice right and you have some players that are a little bit more rigid they need a little bit more direction (laughs) (laughs) so it just depends on the people uh, I want to dive into you're in obviously like the Hockey Canada program now and you know working your way to to worlds and hopefully centralization and stuff um I had this conversation with LaCasse a couple of weeks ago like she was kind of late to the program and you know so were you in some sense um and I don't know if this is like the program evolving but like when I was younger it was like you needed to be in when you were like 17 or else like the dream kind of died at that point. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about like what kind of your entry into the program was like and maybe your emotional attachment to that? Like, were you surprised or excited or, you know, it, it can be difficult sometimes when you enter late to a group, but yeah. you could question yourself, but it depends on your type of personality. And I don't think you should question, like question your, your ability to be there at all, but I want to know a little bit how that was for you yeah for sure I think that starts more in high school um when they started the team Ontario tryouts yeah. and such um I tried out for two years and didn't make it both years really um, yeah so never got to experience that um I got invited to the U18 team for yeah. conditioning camp for the national program I, I went and I was just like the off-ice <laughs> stuff was not there so I didn't even make it oh onto God. the ice I had just... I had a similar experience like but it was like I was like a freshman in college when I went to like my first <laughs> hockey Canada game and it was like a conditioning and it was like a ball like getting like I had to go like pick up balls off of a cone and like everyone had done this a million times before and I yeah. was so bad because it was like okay like this takes practice like just picking up a ball and putting it on the cone For like sure. they were practicing in the backyard probably <laughs> I was like what is this game <laughs> this is so new no 100 percent. and I don't know I just I did not belong um and that was just the piece that was missing for me is that off-ice component um I had never been kind of guided towards that um yeah. didn't know so um had didn't do anything with the program went through Colgate my couple of years um and it was my senior spring and I mean at this point like you That's said weird. if you're not you're not a part of your the U18 development program I was kind of like okay like what am, what's my next move gonna be yeah um and I don't I didn't think Hockey Canada just because of I was a senior in college type thing 
And my coach came up to me and he was like, hey, by the way, like, don't blow it out this spring. Like, you may have to go do yeah. fitness testing. Oh, <laughs> but, no. So you could do, like, senior spring. Is oh, like no. A- we found ways to enjoy it, uh, <laughs> for sure. But um, I, it was kind of shocking. Um, and from there on, it's, I mean, it's been incredible. Um, a great experience. But going from, I thought I was, I mean, this is when the leagues were folding too. So everything yeah, was you had a rough uh, exit out of college. <laughs> and I just, I, well, I mean, you just, the past couple of years, you go with the flow type thing. And yeah. um, from that day on, it was what's next. Um, yeah. And I mean, I was grateful. I got to go to the U22 camp that summer mm-hmm. um, for them to kind of get a look and then go to my first senior camp last fall where I was roommates with Jill Sonia and Laura Stacy on this cabin on this beautiful ocean. Um, <laughs> Good roommates. Right. And I had no idea what like they were, they did were doing or how everything worked. And we were talking and it was like, Oh, they're both in Montreal. And I mean, it sounded fun. <laughs> so by the end of the week, they had no idea who I was really. And I was like, well, maybe I'll come. <laughs> and as soon as I said it out loud, I was like, wow, I think I'm actually going. And I was like, I don't know how to tell my parents. <laughs> so I get home, how is camp? It was great. But I think I'm moving to Montreal like this week. <laughs> like, oh, okay. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you came to Montreal because I got to meet you. And that's right back at you. No, it's been, I mean, easily one of the best decisions I've ever made. Um, the crew we have here is so much fun. And, you know, this past year has been tough. But yeah. just seeing everyone at the rink or at the gym is really, I think, what's allowed me to get through with a smile on my face every single day. Um, and that's really special. And so I know. I mean, hockey side, the, the crew that's here is also just you know, world-class and being able to get to train with everyone um, on a daily basis. If you had told me that in my second, third year at Colgate, um, I'm not sure I would have believed you, but uh, (laughs) being here with them is, is definitely, I mean, you can't beat it. Yeah, no, I mean, you've, it's like a very quick, you know, your, your kind of entry into the pro. I feel like it just threw you in, which is, is, is great. And you've proved yourself every step of the way I'm sure I mean that's why they keep calling you back uh you got to play in your first like rivalry game um just before the pandemic what was that like for you yeah I mean it was an awesome experience and um definitely the week we were away we got to go to Vancouver Victoria and Anaheim so those are just cool places to visit um before the game but uh, I think that you go through your whole life thinking that you know what that experience would kind of feel like when you watch it on TV or whatnot, but until you're there, um, I mean, it, t- it took me a couple of minutes to like pinch myself and be like, you're not in the stands right now. You're actually <laughs> on the bench wearing yeah. equipment. Like you need to be ready. <laughs> yeah. You can't watch. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, like I got the best seat in the house, but I'm actually just not watching. I'm playing. Um, but no, it was awesome. My dad flew out to the Canadian games and was able to be there for them. That's, and that's amazing. Just the whole aspect of it. And I mean, the girls have been awesome since day one. Um, and being there with them and experiencing them with them was, I mean, something I'll never, ever forget. And 
kind of fuels your fire even more. You get a taste of it and you want, you want to do it again. A little bit um, of a drug. A for sure. One. I know a healthier one, but one, that, <laughs> one that's keeping me going. So I don't know. We'll see. That's what we're working for. Yeah. You got to keep wearing that jersey, Jesse, because I was having so much fun watching you. Like <laughs> I was like, when you got out there, I was like, oh my God, it's oh. happening. I don't know. It's fun to see. <laughs> That's what like, I was thinking too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and speaking of watching, I, I used to tell these people like, like watching Pooh and stuff. She's so good. And so, sometimes like back when we were in the C dub, I like P dub. Sometimes I catch myself like on the ice, like you know, give her a pass, and this, she does something sick. I'm like, oh my fuck! <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I'm like. <laughs> oh no, I need to do something else. You're like, oh my god, no, <laughs> you get in awesome. the same. So I guess uh, when when you hit the ice and stuff, like, is it easy to remove yourself from the situation and, and get into the fact that it's just like a hockey game in that sense? Are you like, were you acutely aware of like the the fans, etc.? Because it, obviously it's like a different experience. We would love college hockey to to have that energy or like even the PWHPA. You know, hopefully we'll get there one day, but. The atmosphere is definitely different. Like the the volume of it is is just greater. Like yeah. was it something you were aware of or? Uh, I think definitely for the first couple minutes, uh, especially being my my first game and first time in that atmosphere. Um, but then you kind of settle in. Uh, you don't really notice it. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of funny. Like to think even in Anaheim there was a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, for the most part, I think. You just settle in, and it feels like you've been doing it every single day, even yeah. though you're you can't get on a bigger stage than that, and it's yeah. just a hockey game. Yeah, but I think that's the beauty of sports. I feel yeah. like is that you know a lot of people talk about it as an escape, or you know, or people are like, oh, what do you think about it? It's like I don't know. For me, it's like if I'm thinking, I'm probably playing bad. You know, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. When you're not thinking and you're loose and you're just like reacting, and that's. That's the fun part of the sport. You just, just go play. With, yeah, you just play. You know, having fun, I think, is the most important part. And I see you and you're always having a lot of fun. And I think that's, you need to hold on to that. And that's going to oh, carry you. you, like, deep into your career. Hopefully. Yeah, I think that that's been important, too. Uh, from be- day one, like I said, those teams that maybe I didn't make. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, you get to change your mindset. Mm-hmm. um what, like what that actually like what do you value in the sport yeah um, and it was more of the friendships and people I was meeting along the way I mean mm-hmm. those are experiences that I would love to have but they went on those week-long experiences and came back and were still my teammates type thing yeah um so each and every year building those relationships getting to know my teammates and um I mean they become your family right so yeah you know, I definitely hold on to that I mean, making a team, obviously, <laughs> is a bit high on the list, too. But um, when, I, when I am done playing, and I know that those will stick with me a lot longer. That's for sure. For sure. I mean, you're still a competitor. You want to you wanna score the game winner, make the team. Everyone wants to do that. <laughs> for sure. If not, you're, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, Jesse, we'll get into some fun questions. I, I've been liking asking this because I think it's – I don't know. I'm gonna build a a directory of like all the body parts on my teammate want to replace. So I asked like uh, Rougeau and like Has if you could replace like a body part of yours, um, 
no recovery. Like you literally just go in, they put it's a new one. It's gone. It feels better. Maybe it'll be your ankle at this point because I know it's sore. But is there a part of you that you're like, I just wish I could replace this one joint or oh my anything? Gosh. Yeah. I mean, I'm so quick to say my feet. <laughs> I mean, like, I I do have big feet and I know it. And people say it's a great thing on the ice, but it's also just annoying. Um, I've had surgery on one of them. The other one's got a bump on it. Like, it's just time. So oh. both feet, you know, not. I know if there's any of those available too, I could sw- swap out. Swap out. Um, <laughs> but no, I am grateful for them. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the answer. Your feet. Hey, that's okay. I mean, everyone. I th- I think it would be. Right now, I have like a knee without an ACL for the past five years. That I should probably get fixed, right? Um, so. Sometimes I'm like my my feet, but I think at this point I would I have kind of poor eyesight. Okay. So I would kind of replace my eyes. Like I wonder if I saw like more clearly. That's a good one. What life would be like? Um, you never know. I have a great story about my feet. Okay. I later. <laughs> I got to school my first day, and you walk oh, no. in, and your stalls are all like got all your new stuff, and it's oh, yeah. Christmas, right? And my mom's like all in there and she's like, oh, look at the shoes. And she's opening everyone's shoes and she gets to mine. They're like, you have men's shoes and they're different than everyone's. And But no. you're like, also your first day, you don't really know anyone or anything. You don't want to speak up. So I'm like, okay, I'll take them. And they were like a little big. And so I wore them for two months. We did fitness testing in them. Like my feet were getting sore, but you don't want to complain. You're still new. And then one day our... <laughs> male assistant coach was like my feet are my shoes are tight no way I was wearing his okay I have size 11 women's feet he has men's size 11 and they swapped in our stalls in our our first day I was wearing his shoes for the first two months and they like look different too right Right? completely different style and so the only person wearing these men's shoes were me and the our head coach (laughs) and so we'd have to be like warm up for games and did you teammates like acknowledge that I don't know they figured it out yeah oh I got chirped so much for it and then even more when they figured it out that's now I'm just like scarred for life with my feet that I didn't realize that you were size 11 yeah I know it's hard it is hard to find shoes seriously and you have to like buy full-size shoes like I wear a size seven women's which is like a five boys and I'm like oh cheap shoes no it's awful well, they're actually a half size difference between them too. So, no. yeah. Oh my God, Jesse. Okay, right? we'll get, get you a new pair of feet. You know, we'll some smaller ones just for shopping. Please. Please. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a great freshman story. Everyone has one. My first time on the ice, um, someone had, and this was like, you know, on the ice before coaches were allowed. You know, you get to campus like there's like rules. I don't know if they still exist. Like when you could start team yeah, practice, they do. And uh, someone shot a puck, and it just, like, hit my blade but, like, cracked it. So then I, like, wiped out, and then I, like, couldn't skate, and I was trying to get off the ice, and then I didn't have a second pair of skates. But thankfully, my new ones were in, but then I had to do, like, all the on-ice, like, fitness testing and stuff with, like, brand-new skates. Brand new. That's but it was tough. just, like, I didn't even, like, sh- shoot a puck. Like, I literally got on the ice, and I'm like, first day, like, you know, the, so were, the team's there, and then just, like, Someone like just like shot a puck at my skate, wipe out, had to get off the ice. Oh no. 
I know there are those stories, but uh, they, they make great memories. After. That's exactly it. These are the things you remember. Okay, next next replacement thing. Um, if you could change a piece of hockey equipment, like, what would it be? And, like, you could just, like, take it off and, like, you wouldn't get injured. You know what okay. I mean? Like, it, it's, like, very fictional in that sense. But what part of equipment you're, like, how is that not changed or it's uncomfortable or, like, if we didn't have to have it, it would be great? <laughs> well, today it'd be our, our masks. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I would I love to follow all safety protocols we need to, um, but it's so hard to breathe. Um, so this year I would definitely do that. If you were to ask me last year, um, maybe my elbow pads. Yeah. Yeah. Do you just like find them? They're in the way, or yeah, they just slide down, or they're never there when you need them the most. Yeah, poor Laura is. <laughs> exactly. Like, they're there for when you fall and you fall and they're not there. So <laughs> like just don't worry them. It's so true. I don't know why they don't like somehow pin to like your shoulder pads so they don't slide. Yeah. Just hell, like, one big thing. We can just a sweater, you know, a sweater <laughs> shoulder pad. Perfect. <laughs> what is yours? <laughs> yeah, true. It'd be flannel colored. It'd be yeah. weird. Okay. Last question, Jesse. Um and this one has been a consistent one in the past couple of weeks, but I think it's a good one. Like the pandemic has taught us like many things and it, there's been a lot of bad and good. Um, what's one thing you've learned throughout this pandemic? Uh, so that's question one. And like the second part is what do you hope society has learned from this? Or what do you hope, you know, just generally people come out of it with this like tidbit of, of knowledge or what, a, what yeah. be it? For sure. Um, well, the first part, uh, what have I learned? I mean, I think a lot. <laughs> and every day you kind of, you learn a lot about yourself and what you need. Um, yeah. We can't really rely on other people right now. Um, and so it's kind of doing what's best for you. But I know <laughs> the biggest thing is, I knew this before, but it's even emphasized bigger now. Um how much I love being around people um, yeah. and being social. Um, something like going out for dinner or ha- I love hosting like dinner, yeah. lunch, breakfast, whatever, just come over and hang out. My, my family has always been a very open door uh, policy home. Uh, mm-hmm. So we, I've grown up with people always over. Um, yeah. I, I miss that. I miss the chaos. Um, you know, walk in, mom's baking, people are coming over. And so I think that that's something I knew before, but only know more now. Yeah. Um, and the second part, I just, I want society to kind of look at what is actually important in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's been nice, like the first couple months I was at home and you, you don't have to go anywhere. You're not in a rush. So yeah, yeah. you, know, you come back and it's like, okay, like seven people can go in front of me at the grocery store. Like, it's okay. Like, you yeah, never know true. what everyone's going through. We're like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just slow down um, and kind of see how beautiful life actually is if we're not always rushing um, and look around. Take a second to look around. And I think if everyone were to do that, you know, the world would be a better place. But Absolutely. I agree. And I think, too, like, it's – I find, like, it's weird. Like, technology has definitely helped, like, facilitate – you know our human connection throughout this yeah. thing but 
but then the, on the other side of the coin, technology is like what removes us from like 100%. like a physical social aspect so often. And right now, as you know, I'm transitioning jobs and I don't have an actual like cell phone like plan. <laughs> and it's been so nice. Yeah, slide into my DMs. I'll answer you. But it's been so nice because it's like I didn't realize how often I look at my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was at the market and I, I carry like my physical phone right now. It's just not connected to a SIM card. And I, so many times, like I would just be standing in line. I'd like pull it out yeah. and like try and scroll Instagram. That. And I was like, oh, there's yeah. nothing there. I was like, let me just like interact with people and like Crazy. observe what's around me. And like, I'm like, I have nowhere to be. Why am I trying to connect to the no, the digital world at this point? But. Well, now they got on their phones. It's like your weekly report. <laughs> yeah that's like how time, uh, minutes per day I'm like oh my goodness <laughs> yeah and it's not like all of those minutes are like FaceTiming family no 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 unfortunately not well Jesse uh we're at our time but it's been a serious pleasure learning about your career likewise bit. and I mean I just hope you know everyone appreciates you and all your baked goods that you bring to the rank um Sarah gave me some shit yesterday because I told her about the maple uh, <laughs> cupcakes and she was like, she didn't bring one home. She's like, you need to bring these home. It's <laughs> like, they're for the team. That's so amazing. I'm going to need that recipe. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, Sarah. We got more coming. <laughs> but Jesse, thank you so much for joining us. And I wish you all the best. And like, I, I cannot wait to see what happens. And I'm really pulling for you because I think you deserve a spot on the team. And I think uh, this is my personal opinion, but. I think you're very good. So I thank look you forward so to watching much. This has been great. Thank you for having me. Subscribe to our podcast, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Barado Quebec. Yes, show us some love on Facebook and Instagram at Away From The Play and on Twitter at Mel underscore and underscore Safs. You can also follow us individually, if you'd like, um, on Twitter, at Saps underscore on the go. And for myself, at Mel the Rock. Special thanks to Mathieu Brutus for the music and Naimaloo for our logo. Give them a follow on Instagram. We hope to see you next week. <laughs>